Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. Go to www.3cr.org.au for more information and to donate online. Now stay tuned for your 3CR podcast. There is a place where time stands still. Where nature is harsh and demanding. Where only the quick and the strong and the deadly can survive. This place is no place for civilized man. I want my land. All you've got to do now is pass the Australian culture test. Three simple questions, three correct answers, and together? you go through that doorway to the greatest little country in the world. And good morning, it's Annie for Showreel. It's Radiothon, if you haven't noticed, on 3CR. And we'd love you to be part of the swing and give us a call on 94198377 to make sure that Showreel continues on the uh, incredibly varied 3CR uh, program of programs right across the week. There's an extraordinary amount of uh, different uh, programs on 3CR and uh, Showreel, like Arts Express, that just uh, finished is part of the uh, Thursday morning dose of culture <laughs> with a capital C or a capital K, depending on how you look at it. Uh, and uh, I'll remind you uh, how you can pay. Are you wondering how you can pledge your support for a 3CR program during Radiothon? Well, you can call us on 9419 8377 or visit our website 3cr.org.au. You can also come into the station at 21 Smith Street Fitzroy during office hours and pay by cash, cheque or FPOS. Or simply post your cheque or money order to Post Office Box 1277 Collingwood 3066. And be sure to tell us which program you'd like your donation to go to. And thank you for being part of 3CR's Radiothon. And that's right. Thank you for being part of... 3CR's Radiothon. I have to thank Joe, who has donated $10 to keep Showreel online, and uh, John, who's given us 50 and Alice, who's given us $100 to keep us online. However, we still need to make $340 to keep Showreel on the grid, so give us a call on 94198377, just any amount of money, $2, and it's tax deductible. Remembering that Showreel is a show about Australian filmmakers, filmmaking, and everybody who is involved in making something in a visual way that uh, requires lights, machines, and uh, human intelligence. And uh, I just thought I'd pay you a few things from uh, excerpts from uh, interviews that uh, we've had on Showreel over time. We've got a very varied uh, a range of people that we've spoken to. In this particular one, we were talking to Helen Isles, who uh, goes around the world and uh, 
films makes films about intentional communities because what she's doing is con- contributing to the uh, future of a better planet. And this one it was about deep listening because uh, what she was finding is that there's a certain aspect to intentional communities, as all communities, conflict resolution. And uh, she decided that uh, as part of uh, the jigsaw puzzle of keeping intentional communities alive, she needed to explore this particular part of uh, human uh, experience. So uh, we'll listen to Helen Isles. But before we, while we do, go to the phone and uh, call us up, 94198377. Give us a small donation. Keep us online. The deep listening, Dadiri, Dadiri is an Aboriginal word, and it was um, told to me very early on when I visited Bodhi Farm. There's a guy up there called Stu Anderson, and he works very closely in Aboriginal communities, and he told me about this word, Dadiri, which means deep listening, but listening not just with our ears, but um, listening with our hearts, listening with our eyes, really tuning in to people. And I felt that this was behind a lot of the conflict resolution practices that people were telling me about and really about a whole way of living that was tuned in not only to each other but also to ourselves in terms of personal development, which also people in intentional communities are inevitably into. They have to, you know, they say it rubs all the corners off you. So they have to be into that um, personal reflection and also they're very tuned into the land and the landscape. And Dadiri can also mean that. So it's kind of a meditative sense. I mean, it's it's an Aboriginal word only in a few communities, but I've been told that the concept or the practice or the way of being exists across tribes. It's an understanding. And, and I guess that, you know, in traditional societies, we really needed this. We really needed to be able to tune in and open up to the environment open up to each other and maybe in the modern world things are so noisy you know we're we're bombarded with messages from the media from our phones from our computers that we're seldom quiet enough to tune in in that way it's related to time too. experience in time did you find that uh what i'm saying is that uh Say we were to talk and then there was an amount of silence in between our talking. Uh, it's common if, when people are quite agitated or just from the common uh, socialisation mechanisms that we generally come from in the West, that people need to jump in and fill that silence and so that uh, it's impossible to actually allow time and silence to have its own reign. Yeah, and um, um, Auntie Doris Payton, the Aboriginal elder that I spoke to, spoke exactly about that. She said that in the Aboriginal society, they were much more comfortable with silence. And, um, you know, as I'm a yoga teacher, I'm, I practice meditation, I like being in silence, I enjoy being in silence, I enjoy what unfolds and the richness of silence. Silence is not empty. So, so in a way, this yeah, this concept, this way of being, felt like a really interesting exploration to me. Hi, I'm David Bradbury, activist filmmaker, and proud of it. And any time I'm in Melbourne, I love to do an interview with 3CR and uh, bring you folk up to speed with what I'm doing in different parts of the globe or in, in my own, own turf in Australia. It's really important that we have community radio 
and that you support it and you get out behind 3CR and the events that they promote and to keep you informed against the uh, mainstream media that wants us to keep our eyes shut and to go back to bed. That's right. And we spoke to David Bradbury earlier in the year. You might remember uh, around his film Waging Peace, which uh, was a film that he made around the peace convergence going to uh, in Canberra in 2014. And of course, it was uh, there again uh, this year, uh, uh, documenting the uh, struggle and the uh, activist impulse that is running through Australia right at the moment particularly at the moment with such a uh, conservative, neoliberal government. Now, that's what uh, Showreel tries to do. It tries to bring you the uh, taste of some of the filmmakers who uh, may not appear on the uh, mainstream cinema screens, but uh, who are as active as any filmmaker can be in bringing Australian stories. The, uh, the But there's more to uh, this particular uh, engagement with uh, the industry that uh, brings Australian stories. There's uh, people like uh, 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 people, the people who are making uh, Deal, which is a new feature film that uh, is being self-financed. They're trying to work out how to make that money to to get their feature, their film dream to onto the screens. They've already been uh, working on it for a, a year or so. And uh, they're actors who have written a screen uh, uh, a, a script. They've got uh, all their uh, people together and they're in the process of getting that onto the, the screens. Uh, uh, and so I did an interview with uh, one of the leading lights of that group of people who are making that and uh, I brought it to you so that you could uh, evaluate the aspirations and work that goes into getting a uh, project onto your screens. Uh, don't forget that if you want to donate, doesn't matter how much, just any small amount would be great. A big amount would be great too. 94198377. If you're a bit shy, then you can always do an SMS. That's 0488930855. Or you could go online and donate www.3cr.org.au forward slash donate and uh, you can uh, find out all about it. So let's listen to Brenton Foles from the group who are making the feature deal. Tell us uh, about this move towards making your own own film, own feature, being, being in control and also taking on the role of a screenwriter as a person who's always been an actor. Well, I actually wrote, uh, started writing this script uh, roughly two years ago. And I was I was bored at work one day, and I said to the boss, I said, "Look, do you mind if I uh, use the computer for a private project?" He said, "Yeah, no problem." So um, I wrote the first draft in three days, uh, eighty eighty eight pages it was, and then I just worked on it from there, rewrite, rewrite, and then uh, got to the point where I got to the I think it was the twenty. First draft, finish that, and I said to Ruth, "21st draft." 21st draft, <laughs> and um, that sort of tells people I'll, the nature of this gig. Isn't yeah. it? I, I wanted to, I wanted to start filming at the second draft, but I, <laughs> but I but said, "Someone held you back." <laughs> well, I'm glad they did, but because uh, it's just developed so much. But I said to Ruth, "I said, look, I need some help with the uh, with the final drafts." 
Uh, we've actually got 23 drafts. What do you think was the weaknesses in those earlier ones? I mean, you started off with an idea, a plot, and then you developed the characters around the plot? Or it, I, I noticed when I was looking at the uh, synopsis that it's actually very character-driven. It's very character-driven, but we... We actually had a huge script change. It went from being a horror to being a, a dramatic thriller. Yeah. Um, it's more, I think it's more sellable as a thriller. It's got a much bigger, it will have a much bigger impact as a thriller rather than as a horror. Mm. So, uh, uh, Ruth, you came into it at the 23rd? 22nd. 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 And uh, what, uh, how, where did your input come in? Um, we got to the point after about, oh, I don't know, because we went through a section, there was probably about 10 that got changed. And when it, it came to that, um, we pretty much had to do a complete rewrite or half a rewrite, I think it was. Um, and now when you say that, are you talking about, uh, the plotting you're talking about the way people speak or the uh, visualisation because, of course, it is a film project. With the whole thing. We, we kind of gutted it. We had to um, change one of the characters completely, one of the mains. That, that's where it came in. It was, yeah. it was one character and he's a pivotal character throughout the whole thing and because we needed to change his character slightly. It changed everything. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Music Matters is having a film fundraiser. Come along to the fantastic new documentary about the life of Amy Winehouse. It's happening around 6.30 at the Kino Cinema in Collins Street in the city, Thursday the 2nd of July. Tickets are $20 concession, $25 full. You can buy your tickets online, 3cr.org.au or come to the station, 21 Smith Street in Fitzroy, or phone Loretta during business hours on 94198377. Support 3CR. Support Music Matters. Yeah, and support Showreel as well. You're on uh, 3CR and we're... It's Radiothon. Yes, it's Radiothon time at the moment and uh, you might be aware that uh, 3CR... Punches above its weight. It's a community radio station and it relies on your donations to uh, keep it afloat, bring out the messages, tell you about things that you may not actually ever hear exist on the mainstream media landscape. In fact, it's a a given that that will be the case, that we delve into things, we take you to places that you will not have realised was going on. And that is one of the things that we do at Showreel when we look at the Australian film industry. We've... uh, Spoken to a variety of people over the year, to that range from people who are uh, kicking big goals internationally, as well as people who are bringing out messages that really need to get out there in the film format. Uh, It's a great... uh, And also, uh, I spoke to Sue Marriott, who's actually a uh, a producer and... uh, uh, her um, production manager, but she's also, but I didn't talk to her in that capacity. I actually talked to her in her capacity as a, uh, 
a person who is part of the MEAA, the Media, Entertainment and Arts Alliance, the uh, union that covers the uh, entertainment industry. And uh, the reason for why I was talking to her was because of the outsourcing of the technical staff for the World Cup cricket. So while people were sitting back in their comfy chairs watching the World Cup cricket, they were. It was the first year that Australian technicians, or very few Australian technicians, were not involved in bringing that to their screens. Now, this is a very significant event for filmmaking technician technical staff in Australia, and it was part of understanding that things don't just happen when they, you know, things don't magically arrive on your screens. They actually are produced by a whole army of technical workers who aren't breatharians. They actually need work in order to uh, put food on the table. So let's listen to what uh, Sue Marriott's got to say, but uh, give us a call if you want to support Showreel, 94198377, in our efforts to uh, show you that, uh, one, you could get off your bum and do something in this field, or you could... uh, uh, support Australian stories in a real and positive way. I'm Sue Marriott. Obviously, I'm a, uh, an elected vice president of the Victorian branch of the MEAA, and we became aware of this issue probably about a month ago that the contracted broadcaster for the ICC, which obviously runs the World Cup cricket, uh, by the name of Broadcast Solutions, which is a Singapore-based company, we became aware that they were not offering any work to our sports camera and broadcast technicians in Australia for the World Cup. Now, it already it's already started. It started last Saturday. And our understanding is that about 200 varying uh, technicians, either engineering, broadcasting, camera uh, operators have been brought in from overseas on visas that are not the pro- appropriate visa for um, for such importation of, uh, of workers. No, so they've been brought in on these uh, a 400 uh, visa as opposed to a 420 visa, which was something that the MEAA had already negotiated, the temporary work entertainment visa. Can you explain the difference between this temporary work entertainment visa and the other one which is the short stay activity visa it might all seem a bit much to uh, people out there but it's very important to this industry isn't it absolutely i mean the entertainment the 420 entertainment visa came into effect years ago in terms of and it's used for when overseas actors come here to work in film and television productions when crew come into work uh, on productions um, and also when journalists and others come into work uh, for various reasons and those are all, those uh, type of visas, the entertainment visas, are always discussed with the Minister for Immigration, uh, his department, and there are very clear regulations outlining how those visas are used. And one of the most important things about the entertainment visa is that it has to uh, prove the... the employer that's bringing anyone over from from uh, from overseas to work in Australia has to prove that it provides the employment of that overseas person provides net employment benefits for Australians in other words it has to lead to, to substantial numbers of Australians being employed 
So that's the first thing. The entertainment visa also provides for uh, background checks, um, you know, for things like criminal record, all of that sort of stuff. And it also provides that the people working in Australia who are brought from overseas receive at least Australian rates of pay. Now, you can see immediately what the issue is. My name is Pat Bisk. I'm a documentary filmmaker. I've made lots of films, like Rocking the Foundation, For All the World to See, Love Marriage in Kabul, uh, and many more. Show your love. Subscribe today to 3CR. Yeah, well, if you don't want to subscribe, you can just ring up and donate for the survival of 3CR, activate the airwaves, be part of it, make sure that uh, the future of uh, Australian media isn't a desert, a Murdoch desert. Make sure that you're part of the solution. 94198377 to support Showreel, its continuance for another year on 3CR's grid as we look at Australian filmmaking and filmmakers and others who are in Involved in the Australian uh, on-screen uh, environment. Uh, we uh, also uh, spoke to uh, some um, people who uh, have been hitting big uh, goals across in their career. Uh, we spoke to Tilda Coburn Hervey, who's recently been in a film called uh, One-Eyed Girl, which is... Uh, a, uh, a first feature by uh, an Australian filmmaker. Now, you might remember Tilda was in 52 Tuesdays, which caused a huge uh, uh, reaction, a po- very positive reaction last year. It's about a, a young girl who uh, whose uh, mother is uh, transgendering to become a man, and it's a fantastic exploration. Went off to Sundance, did a uh, fantastically well over there because, as well deserved, well deserved. And of course, Tilda, it was Tilda's first uh, acting role, lead role, and uh, they shot it over fifty-two Tuesdays in as in the process of the uh, change, uh, the cha- uh, the uh, reassignment, the gender reassignment process. Very uh, extraordinary film. But anyway, so she's been in this film called One-Eyed Girl and uh, does a, a lovely job. And uh, one of the, the big goals that she's kicking, the big goals she's kicking is that uh, she's been picked up by one of the biggest, uh, most important uh, acting agencies in America. So let's hear what Tilda's got to say. Charming young woman. One-Eyed Girl is the debut feature film from writer-director Nick Matthews and it recently won the winner of the Austin Film Festival Dark Matters Best Picture Jury Award. So it's uh, one to watch. I'm talking to you now because uh, they're just about to release The One-Eyed Girl. What attracted you to that script? Because I know that when you did uh, 52 Tuesdays, that was your very first. It uh, was. Yeah. Now, this is a completely different kind of uh, involvement in the filmmaking. Very Less demanding. Different. Yes, very different. It was the first script I'd ever read. Um, it was actually happened, it shot just after 52. So I was doing Year 12 during 52 Tuesdays and then I finished my last exam and drove to the first day of shooting when I'd go. And I'd, I'd sort of read, I'd read it during school and there was a whole lot of craziness that went on before we actually started making it because initially I didn't think I could do it because of Year 12 exams and stuff. But once I got to meet Nick 
and the team behind it. I mean, the way that they talk about making work, and we had so many similar ideas about, you know, the world, the films we loved and stuff. And initially, I think I found the content of what the script was a bit frightening to go into because I'd never had to play anything so far away from my own experience in the world. And I'd never read a script before, and it's definitely out there. So it was a bit of a challenge to get my head around at the beginning. But I think once I'd met them and talked to them and got to know their process and their world, it just seemed so right to work with them. And I'm so glad I did. We had so much fun. I learned so much during that project. So, yeah, I guess it's sort of an amazing how often do you get to play a character that's that interesting and such an unusual storyline. So it was very lucky. Yeah it was, quite, yeah, it was quite interesting uh, watching it from a watcher's point of view because uh, it uh, takes a quite uh, reasonably ex- uh, predictable arc but not well put together, but then it becomes quite tense. Uh, but halfway through it becomes quite decidedly tense, doesn't it? Yes, very much so. Very much so. And they were very crazy scenes to film. Um, but I, I think it's really great that those sort of communities are talked about and discussed. I think it really challenged my perception on what people label as a cult or, you know, it makes you understand how people fall into those situations, I think, which is really intriguing to explore. Hi, my name is Sophia Turkovich, the director of Once My Mother. Uh, You're listening to Radio 3CR, the real radio station. Yes, and uh, you give us a vote of confidence just like Sophia Turkovitz who had a great time and I had a great time when we had a chat with her about her film which was uh, is such a uh, captivating uh, film worth going to see and uh, or find on uh, DVD or whatever process. It uh, gave us a real uh, look at a uh, monolithic uh, personal story of her mother who... Uh, was a woman who um, came from Poland, uh, uh, went to uh, and eventually made, after an epic journey, made her way to Australia. Uh, it's one of those Australian stories that uh, uh, get overlooked because of the uh, mainstream obsession with uh, storylines such as Anzac. Uh, absolutely uh important for uh, people to realise the uh, depth and breadth of work that's done in Australia, in Australian filmmaking, and uh, it's their dedication to uh, bringing our stories to ourselves. And uh, so uh, hopefully uh, Showreel uh, helps in uh, prosecuting that particular brief, bringing you an understanding of uh, all that uh, inspiration and uh, hard work that goes into uh, bringing Australian stories to our screens, which is what we're aiming to do. Now, if you're interested in supporting uh, Showreel or 3CR in general, then you should get on the line and uh, ring up uh, 94198377 or, in fact, go online and go to uh, 3cr.org.au forward slash donate and you can be part of the solution to our present difficulties with our uh, horrid horrid um, situation in the arts, for example, where uh, we've got an arts minister who decides that uh, yay or nay to uh, which group of people should be funded because uh, artists turns their back on him. Mm, There you go. That will show them. 
Anyway, we're coming to the end uh, of this particular Radiothon show in 2015. Coming up next is Published or Not, and we'll go out with uh, a, uh, a message on how to pay. Wondering how you pay your donation to the 3CR Radiothon? Well, you can do so online at www.3cr.org.au or call us with your credit card details on 9419 8377. You can also come into the station at 21 Smith Street, Fitzroy during office hours and pay by cash, cheque or FPOS. Or simply post your cheque or money order to PO Box 1277 Collingwood 3066 and be sure to tell us which program you'd like your donation to go to. You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.